Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast, ClearCast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates, and our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. Hello and welcome. I am Jill Hamilton, Senior Editor at Clear Jobs. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're chatting with Greg Best from KBR. We're going to talk with Greg about his role, the development of digital tools and national security, and how candidates can connect with KBR. Thanks so much for joining us today, Greg. Thank you. Thanks for uh, talking to me about KBR today. Can you just start out by telling us a little bit about yourself? You know, like what was your path to KBR? What's your role now at the company? So today I am the Digital Engineering Lead for KBR. Aerospace Systems Engineering Group. That role takes the uh, digital engineering practice and identifies it as a as a functional set of skills by itself with a marketplace where KBR can go do good things for defense clients. I was 21 years active duty in the Air Force. I separated from the Air Force a little more than 10 years ago. I worked for two other companies in the technical services to the Defense Department kind of marketplace. I worked with one company for a good 10 years, worked up to leading a team that was delivering to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base here in Dayton, Ohio. I went about as far as I could go with that company, and then I, I moved to another one. Did good work there. They were good people. I was recruited about two years ago from the local KBR office. They called up and said, hey, Greg, how's it going? And I thought, yeah, I'd love to talk. So one thing led to another, and this is a great opportunity for me to take with KBR, good company, doing good work in digital engineering. That's really great. What would you say make KBR unique in the national security industry? KBR is a large company. I think I can say there, there's almost nothing that we can't do. In other words, if we needed to pull a team together of experts and a lot of different specialized domains, KBR does that all the time. We can reach throughout the company and pull in expertise. So we can do just about anything that our clients need us to do. Also, it's a great culture. KBR is a large company that feels like a small company because local leadership is empowered to support their people and make decisions. I like the leadership that I work for. They keep their people in mind. So it has a, a good, cohesive feel to working inside the company. And then my third point is it's a uh, as I said, I've worked for other companies that are you know, similar in scale to KBR. KBR is by far the less bureaucratic, the less hierarchical of the three. I like that. It's got an entrepreneurial feel to it where uh, people at the mid-manager level and the senior management level have authority and autonomy to manage their business and take things forward. I feel like there was a couple of taglines I feel like you y'all could run with, but my favorite had to bend there. There's almost nothing that we can't do. So that's a, I think if you're going to work for a company, I think that's a really great feel to have to it. So I was hoping that the double negative wouldn't throw anybody. <laughs> no, it's, I think it just helps reinforce your point. What was the selling point when you got called up? Why did you decide to co-work for KBR? When I worked for those other companies in the marketplace, I respected KBR. I was kind of KBR's competitor. We did proposals against KBR, but at the same time, I knew the people here because we, we sat in the same room and talked about possibly teaming and subcontracting and those kinds of decisions. I liked the people at KBR. They were fair. They were honest. They were candid. So I had a lot of respect for them, both as a company and at the individual level. I saw it as an opportunity to work for the best-in-class company. And even better than that, 
uh, KBR was ready to launch a team that was dedicated to applying digital technologies, digital engineering, and they were looking for somebody to take that on. So it, it was an offer I couldn't refuse. Yeah, that makes a recruiter's job easy, right? When the, right. the reputation precedes them, you know, they, it just kind of <laughs> greases the skids right away. So that's that's, that's right. the dream. So let's talk digital engineering. The DOD, you know, obviously has a long history and a lot of tools, right? A lot of contractors there. We, they've done so much great work over the years. So now, it's 2022. How do you apply digital design methods to support defense systems that obviously were they were developed long before everything started going digital? That is a great question. And a lot of projects are working exactly that problem, if you will. Case in point, KBR is supporting the A-10 aircraft system in our Utah office. The A-10 was designed in the 70s on paper with T-squares and pencils and and uh, you know paper drawings. Today, we have helped to characterize that system in digital models. We are putting new capabilities that are you know weren't, weren't even envisioned in the 70s, putting new things into that cockpit to make that aircraft more capable than it ever was before. So we have taken those paper data that the government has owned over time and characterized it in digital space. And that empowers us and, and other people that are working on the A-10 to do some amazing things digitally. Uh, so it, it's a matter of taking the old, what I call analog data or paper data and uh, characterizing it in more modern computer technology. Which is a huge undertaking, you know, because everything still has to keep running while you're updating as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what would you say your approach is when you take on new work? So when the project starts, it's always exciting because that's what gets your imagination going. And, and you always want to like work on that new project that you just won. Number one is you have other current clients that you have made commitments to. So you can't take your eye off the ball of what you're already doing. That's step one is to fit that new project as exciting as it is. Fit that in your, your day and not do it at the expense of your current workload. The other part focusing now on the new project, it's important to build that relationship relationship because long after the project is over and the contract ends, that relationship remains. So it's important to build that right early and uh, get that client on board. The main thing is to listen. That's where you understand requirements, you know their expectations, and asking good questions helps to uh, get your team off on the right foot. That's such a good word of encouragement. The main thing is to listen. You're right. We all have a lot of ideas to run with. So important to listen to client requirements and have everybody on the same page. So sure. and, yeah. and everybody writes down what the requirements are. Anybody can read that. I'm interested in what they describe as the reason for the requirements, why mm -hmm. they put the requirement down, what they're going to do with the product. Those are all the questions that I like to ask. That helps form a lot of things. That's super helpful. You talked about the A-10, but any examples of KBR's work that stood out to you in your time with the company? So the good thing about this job is I'm always learning something. There's always something new that I can kind of you know take on and dig into. Um, very fascinating recent project. We worked to develop a, a digital twin design for a part of the F-35 aircraft. F-35 is incredibly complicated and advanced. So our digital twin was intended to come up with a model 
that would behave as if it was the F-35 and help to do more cost-effective testing, uh, predict problems and predict behaviors without having to do so on an actual aircraft because those are limited. So getting into that detail of the F-35 design and being able to emulate it with another code, another model was a fascinating project. And this was a, a microelectronics technology that we were looking at. My background was not in microelectronics before I came into this project, but I have been able to learn quite a bit about that technology by virtue of being in that project. Sounds like a lot of cutting edge, interesting new work when you take on new hire, maybe somebody with technical skills expect a KBR during their first year? Yeah, that's a good question. So people coming in the door to KBR, they might have been hired by their resume and we're bringing them in because we need that skill set across the board. Or they might have been brought in because there's a particular project that had a, a position that we needed to fill. Probably most often we'll bring somebody in because we have a, a current position that we're trying to fill. So day one, you'll learn about that project and about that client and what, what KBR's role is going to be. You would be put onto a team with other engineers and data analysts and logisticians and project managers. So right off the bat, you'll have a very diverse multifunctional team that you'll get to know and, and work together for this client project. Coming in the door with technical skills, the best thing about that, and it's a great time to be coming into the workforce from a university setting, because everything that you bring from that curriculum is important. You probably have some experience in digital tools like SolidWorks, Confluence, Jira, Cameo, MATLAB, Abacus, you name it. Those are all in very high demand in our marketplace. So day one, you will be a valued member of the team. You'll be given uh, a lot of great work to do in modeling, in engineering projects, weapon systems, and basically cool capabilities that we then deliver to our DOD clients. It's so helpful to developing skills, especially fresh out of college and to be on a team with like the, the multifunction aspect of the team and to learn and grow and to, because, you know, you see your your skill set and your the work that you do as it fits into the bigger picture. And that's just really helpful, I think, for candidates to understand like what they can expect, you know, after, yeah. after, uh, after they graduate and move on and find a role at a company like KBR. So as I mentioned before, I'm always learning. Anybody coming in will continue that path. We have good internal training in what we call SysML, which is system modeling language, which is an industry mm -hmm. standard way of understanding a weapon system or a complex system at kind of an object-oriented level. So you'll get training in SysML in, in model-based systems engineering and how that is applied and in the process that DOD follows in developing systems. And also within KBR, we have what we call communities of interest. So if you are interested in, as I mentioned, microelectronics or digital engineering or any number of technical disciplines, you can join on to one of our COIs, communities of interest, and continue that learning. That's really great. So how can candidates find roles at KBR? KBR.com. There's a careers tab. I like the interface. You can choose either what you want to do or where you want to work or both. And it's fairly intuitive as far as narrowing down where in KBR you'd like to contribute. We're talking here just on the verge of the end of the year. Early 2023 is a great time to reassess and think, yeah, maybe I'm uh, 
ready for a career change this year. So reach out, talk to us. That's really great. Well, thanks so much for sharing with us, Greg, about KBR and your role within the company. It was was really great talking with you. Thank you for talking to me and thanks for the opportunity. Well, thank you all for joining us today. For more security clearance news and defense information, please visit us at news.clearancejobs.com.